Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 28, Winter 2016 Issue. Some thoughts on the future of libraries, journals, impact factors, and replicability. A report on the future of libraries is the outcome of a year's worth of discussions among faculty members, staff, and students at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. While its findings and recommendations still preliminary, the report presents a vision of the library as an open global platform that provides access to information to help solve global challenges. Digital access already has changed the face of research, making it more efficient for individual library users. Instead of going to a library building today to find and read books and journal articles, students and faculty access, organize, and read scholarly content on their own electronic devices. This transformation from libraries where knowledge is accessed individually through analog and digital means into ones where creation and access to knowledge are dynamically networked will affect all aspects of the research library. Many academic libraries are finding it increasingly difficult to meet the costs of their current subscriptions. A quite different model for conducting business stems from wanting to convert the majority of today's scholarly journals from subscription to open access publishing funded through fees charged to scholarly authors. The initiative results from the 12th Berlin Open Access Conference hosted by the Max Planck Society in December 2015. An expression of interest invites all parties involved in scholarly publishing to collaborate on a swift and efficient transition for the benefit of scholarship and society at large. Impact Factors Many periodicals use an impact factor, although the Journal of Allied Health does not happen to be one of them. This measure is calculated by dividing the number of current year citations to the source items published in a journal during the previous two years. 
enumerator, the number of citations in the current year, to items published in the previous two years, and the denominator, the number of substantive articles and reviews published in the same two years, are used in determining the calculation. Proponents view this numerical measure as attesting to the quality of journals, individual papers, and authors. A reasonable question to ask is whether such assessments can be justified, since impact factors can be manipulated by increasing journal self-citation. For example, a journal can publish summaries of its own previously published articles, along with relevant self-citations, and it also could publish editorials and readers' comments on its own published articles, again with citations. Another concern has to do with making comparisons. One journal might have an impact factor of 0.565, while a different periodical has an impact factor of 14.496. Do those figures suggest that one publication is more than 25 times better in quality and informational value than the other one? Perhaps an even more relevant question is to ask, what impact an article has in achieving a positive effect in the realms of clinical practice, in the education of health professionals in ways that contribute to the betterment of individual and community health status. Replicability. A group of researchers tried to replicate 53 landmark cancer discoveries in close collaboration with the authors. Many of the papers were published in high-impact journals and came from prestigious academic institutions. To everyone's surprise, they were able to replicate only six of those papers. In another study, a systematic review and statistical analysis of 33 randomized controlled trials published in leading journals found evidence of implausible, unreliable data in some or all of them dating from as far back as 1997 to as recently as 2012, some papers have been cited over 300 times. An article on the topic of bad science that appeared in September 2016 argues that some of the most powerful incentives in contemporary science actively encourage, reward, and propagate poor research methods and abuse of statistical procedures. No conscious strategizing or cheating on the part of investigators is necessary, since the problem can arise from a positive selection of methods and habits that lead to publication. Many prominent researchers believe that as much as half of the scientific literature, not only in medicine, but also psychology and other fields, may be wrong. A related concern is that currently there is massive production of unnecessary, misleading, and conflicted systematic reviews and meta-analyses. Instead of promoting evidence-based medicine and healthcare, these instruments often serve mostly as easily produced publishable units or marketing tools. Suboptimal systematic reviews and meta-analyses can be harmful given the major prestige and influence these types of studies have acquired. Currently, Most systematic reviews and meta-analyses are done retrospectively with fragmented published information. The production of systematic reviews and meta-analyses has reached epidemic proportions. Possibly, the large majority of such reviews and analyses are unnecessary, misleading, and conflicted. This editorial has five references. First, 
Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Institute-Wide Task Force on the Future of Libraries, Preliminary Report, October 24, 2016. A URL is provided. Second, Al-Khatib. The spelling of that author is A-L-K-H-A-T-E-E-B. The article is, We Shouldn't Accept Results That Haven't Been Repeated. It appeared in Nautilus, a product of the MIT Press, September, October, 2016. Boland is the lead author, B-O-L-L-A-N-D. Systematic Review and Statistical Analysis of the Integrity of 33 Randomized Control Trials. It appeared in the journal Neurology in 2016. It's an e-publication dated November 9, 2016. Smaldino and McElreath. Smaldino is spelled S-M-A-L-D-I-N-O and McElreath, M-C-E-L-R-E-A, the Natural Selection of Bad Science. It appeared in the Royal Society Open Science, published September 21, 2016. Fifth, Ioannidis, the production of redundant, misleading, and conflicted systematic reviews and meta-analyses. It appeared in the journal The Millbank Quarterly, Volume 94, number 3, September 2016, and it was on pages 485 to 514. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.